You're listening to the Queen City Church Sermon of the Week. For more information on this message and other resources, visit queencity.church. Good morning, good morning. Don't make me sing good morning to you. I know some of you want me to, but I'm sorry. What we're going to do this morning, John, Mark, and Stuart, and I, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Queen City Church this morning, where we've come from, where we are, and where we're going to go from here. So thank you so much for showing up. Um, John, Mark, and Stuart here with me are both on our board of directors Queen City Church has a board of directors who provide advice, spiritual oversight, practical oversight to Queen City Church. They set salaries. They approve hires and important decisions. We meet formally once a year, but we stay in contact throughout the year. Um, We just had our annual board meeting on January um, 17th. And John Mark's been with me on the board since our formation the other board members are Stuart Clark here on my right, Matt Peterson, who I've been in ministry with for since he was a little boy. Um, he pastors up in Winston-Salem. Scott Volk's got his own ministry. Um, but I have known them for years. They're experienced. They're honest. And um, they're, they're great, great folks. And many of you may know Scott, who founded a ministry called Together for Israel, and they provide relief for um, both Jews and um, Arabs over in Israel, and he's uh, just done so many amazing things. I preside over the board, and these men have been invaluable to me and to Queen City Church over the years. John, Mark, and Stuart are a very active part of the church. How many of you have seen these two guys in the church? All right. Uh, this, is an, this is an accurate document then. Um, and they provide valuable wisdom from their, their perspective, so I'm really grateful. Okay, a little bit about our history. In 2010, my sons, I've got three sons, And their connections, their friends were aware that many of their friends felt like misfits in the church and were beginning to drift away from their faith. And the Lord began to speak to us about uh, starting a church, particularly with some of these folks in mind. We had a lot of um, creatives, musicians, um, and then just people who are creative and don't know it. And the Lord began to recapture their hearts and reignite their callings. And our vision was really simple. It was to bless God, to bless people, and to bless our city. That was our basic little short um, statement. Um, My three sons, John, Mark, Christopher, and Andy, all three of them are here this morning, were a big part of us starting this. Stuart and Courtney were part of our very foundation, as were Josh Baldwin. How many of you know Josh Baldwin? I've heard of Josh Baldwin. Um, Eric and Amanda Hurchin, a bunch of you know these folks. And Dan and Lisa Malloy, they're here with us this morning, been here 
um, uh, from the beginning. So what we did is we began to meet on Sunday evenings at the Visualite Theater in Uptown Charlotte, and it was fun and it was exciting, and God was doing some special things among us. Shelly mentioned that earlier, that the Lord actually introduced herself to her all over again. And um, do we have that picture of the vision light? I don't know if we could. Yeah. Now I've got a I've got one on my on my Facebook page. It says uh, the billboard on that one says Big Mama's. Oh, was that showing? And then the third one is the devil makes three. We'd have to clean up glitter off the stage sometimes Sunday morning. Just sweep it up. Sometimes we leave the glitter, though. But all three of these people were there. The devil, the world, and the church <laughs> took turns being at the visualite. So It's funny. It's, it's kind of how real life is anyway. Like We pretend that's not the way things are, but it's, it's really that's the way it is anyway. So Josh Baldwin was our first worship pastor. He actually joined our team before he was married. The music's been amazing since then. I did a majority of the speaking, but John Mark and Eric and others contributed as well. And the theme that ran throughout those beginning years actually has been the uh, continued theme is the love of God and knowing him as our father. It's been the recurring constant theme of Queen City Church. And we really did see many hearts restored during that season. Shelly, I've got her in my notes, and her sister Anna or two, who, Annie or two, who were greatly, greatly impacted during those days. Um, some of these dates are questionable, but I think it was in 2013 we acquired the use of a building across the street from the Visualite, and we were able to provide ministry for our children. At that point, we moved our meetings from Sunday evening to Sunday mornings and became a more family friendly church. And Brandy McMillan had a large role in creating and establishing, yes, our children's ministry. She's done an amazing job. One of the things that I was reminded of this morning was the people that have helped us the most have been sacrificial. They gave um, beyond what was normal. And um Donna and I have done that as well. I'm not going to really talk about that, but I want that to be in the DNA of our church. I don't want people to ask how little they should give. I want to ask uh, if how much, if, if they're giving too much. Most people that ask about tithing are really asking about how little they can give. Not really what they should do. Anyway, moving right along. Um... Thank God for Brandy McMillan. In 2014, John Mark introduced Josh Baldwin to the folks at Bethel in Redding, California. And in 2015, Josh and Sheila felt the Lord called them to move and be a part of that worship movement. And their lives have never been the same. It's actually wonderful how the Lord's blessed and used them. Uh, but many of you know that Josh has become very successful, well-known songwriter and worship leader. Andy Squires eventually took Josh's place as our worship pastor until June of 2022. He and his family brought a lot of life to our community. Well, Donna and I had lunch with Andy and Amy 
last week, and they told us that the last year and a half have been the best of their lives. I took a little bit of heat for helping them get there. Um, welcome to the ministry. Um, but um, they have found that they're finally doing what they've always been in their hearts to do. They just didn't know how to get there. Actually, Andy thanked me from hearing from the Lord because he didn't, well, anyway, it helped him jump into what he's supposed to be doing with his life, which is so important. So we have been a launching pad for some, um, though it may have been awkward and difficult at the same time, which is really true, isn't it? In 2016, the Lord supernaturally led us to this building space, and that's about a 15-minute story. I don't want to get into it, but it really was... I had to talk a guy into giving us this building with the Lord's, the Lord's help. Um, they actually cut, you, all you folks over there are actually sitting in their warehouse because they gave us all that space right out of the space they used so that we could have a meeting room this size. So it's just a tremendous, tremendous story. Um, The owners made, I said, the owners made room for us and we were able to renovate it and create a home of our own. The renovations, I thought they would be $50,000. They were $300,000. That should make you extremely nervous about me. (laughs) If you wanted your house built, but I, (laughs) but we're still not sure how we got all that money, but not only did we get into the building in October, we got in the building debt-free, and we remain debt-free. By the way, we technically do know where the money came from. It's not, we're not doing any shady business practices. We just can't believe that it came in because it was such a blessing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Don't want the IRS on us. Not yet. Or the mafia. Yeah. No, we know where it came from. Yeah. Yes. You told me the ground rules. Yeah, the ground rules are they can jump in anytime they want to. Um, We have weathered many storms at Queen City Church. Um, We've remained strong through COVID. How many of you remember COVID? Social and political upheavals. Yeah, still going on. Trials of faith. Reconstruction, all those things that have rocked much of the church world. I had a friend of mine, had lunch, a breakfast with him uh, Friday, and he said, Rob, we're 14 years doing this. He said, um, Robin, I have five friends that started churches the same time you started. None of them exist today. So that just gives you an idea of how the Lord has uh, helped us, but he's helped us because people have sacrificed, um, offered their lives to the Lord in a practical, ongoing way here. And for that, we're really grateful. But the Lord has kept us. We've seen a lot of coming and going, but we have a healthy, dedicated congregation of people who love the Lord sincerely and want to be part of a loving, supportive community. So we're almost 14 years old. We have a good facility. 
We're stable financially. We have no debt. Now, in 2023, we didn't meet our budget, but we've had money in reserve. Actually, our church has been saving money since day one, just in case we ever had a situation where we're just going to have to tough it through. And that's, that's what we've done this last, um, this last year. Um, the lowest income month we had was the, was the month I had my aneurysm. Now, I don't think it was because people didn't respond. I just think we've been in a testing time. How many of you know what it is to be in a testing time? Yeah, but it's awesome the way the Lord continues just to, to see us through. Um, but we do need our finances to grow this year. We continue as a congregation to give 10% of our general income to support missions outside of ourselves. That's a practice we've maintained since the beginning. When I couldn't get paid a sufficient salary when we first started the church, I was living out of my own proceeds. We still gave 10% of what we received to missions because here's where I am. If you can't prove God in your finances, what, what, where's your faith? That's that's very important area, and Donna and I have tried to be faithful our entire Christian lives. You may not do this. I'm not saying you should, but I remember the first church we started, when we couldn't pay our house payment, we paid our tithe. And I'm not saying tithe 10% legalism, but what I meant was if God's not real and if he can't meet me, I'm going back to the job I used to make fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year doing thirty years ago. I wanted to know if he was real or not. Don't you? Don't you? Sure you do. Um, our children's ministry is growing. Brandy's done an amazing job. Mentioned earlier, Bobby and Ginger are now leading uh, kids in worship once a month um, from the very beginning of the meeting. We're providing babysitters for our little ones during worship if moms and dads want to do that. And we have a brand-new team of teachers for our 10- through 13-year-old class. And Brett and, Annie, Brett and Annie Bosley on the front row here leading our youth. Um, how many of you know we have excellent worship teams? Yeah, we really do. They are gifted musically, they're faithful, they're passionate, they're spiritual, they love Jesus. And David Valier is now managing, scheduling, and pastoring those teams. Dusty Jensen continues to host a gathering for our ladies once a month at her home. I think Kim and Dusty have done that together for a while. But um, this has been life-giving for the ladies. Donna hosts a woman's coffee group one morning a month. This provided some other opportunities for ladies. John and Kim Schroeder continue to host our young adults at their home once a month, which has you know, been very, very, very meaningful and a safe place for our young adults to grow in their faith and to build relationships. And Christopher and Dan have just re-engaged our men in a monthly gathering at the church. We had one Thursday night. It was a great, great time, so those are going to be good. Christopher continues to manage our sound, our live stream, our social media, our overheads team, our building, and much more than I even know about. 
Yeah, he's really like an unsung um, hero, and he's been a foundational part of QCC from the very beginning. We have a great team of volunteers who serve in the church. You greet, you host meetings, you manage overheads, you help in our kids' ministry, you make coffee, you usher, and you pray. So many things, and we're grateful for all of you. The Lord has really blessed us, and we are grateful. After all, whose church is it? It's his. They call it the body of Christ for a real reason. He's the head. It's his. Um, okay, where are we going? Well, the Lord um, gave me a word regarding the church from Isaiah 35. I was asking him about our future, and he gave me this fragment or a phrase out of Isaiah 35, which is, the desert shall rejoice and blossom like the rose. Let's say that together. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the rose. And Isaiah 35 is one of the most remarkably encouraging chapters in in the Bible. But the, I, I see um, a pattern, rejoice first, blossom next. So what your job is not to blossom, it's to rejoice. If you will be, um, commit yourself to Thanksgiving, I believe the Lord's going to do something extraordinary here in the next year. Now, the interesting thing about that word, I believe in the Bible. I also believe the Lord can speak to you in other ways than just the Bible. Um, a little, uh, uh, Amanda Tory brought some children to our house to pray for us, to Don and I, and, um, they prayed. And then she said, do, uh, any of you have a, maybe a prophetic word? And this one little girl said, I have one word. And so she said, what is it? And she said, blooming. Blooming, because I asked the Lord after I got that Isaiah 35, and I don't usually ask the Lord to confirm stuff. I just usually go off the best, the first one. But I wanted to be sure I was believing accurately. So I said, will you confirm that word, please? And that little girl came to the house. Uh, the desert shall blossom like a rose. And she said, I have one word. What is it? Blooming. And then a most peculiar thing happened. Brandy's... Um, Christmas cactus, which hasn't bloomed in four years, blooms same week. So I believe we have, I believe God's with us. Emmanuel. Um, while the Lord has faithfully enabled me to lead us thus far, um, after consulting with the board, I believe it's time for me to step back and hand that responsibility over to Dan. And that's what I want us to look a little bit uh, at today. On a very practical level, I mean, most of you know I had an aneurysm last summer. The harsh reality is only 20% live through them. And only 25 to the 20% recover, and they mean can brush your teeth. They don't mean can come up here and speak or, you know. I'm the valedictorian of the brain bleed class, my neurologist said. so. And I asked him, how's that? And he said, higher power. 
So one of the reasons I'm still here is to be sitting in this chair this morning talking about these things. Because what I want is for us to do well as a church. I actually think I want that more than personal things. To me, that is my personal thing is that we do well. But the truth is, I just don't have the energy. I don't have the vision to, I think, take us from here to where we need to move uh, forward. So I'm not stepping away. I'm stepping back. I'll continue to be here to support, be part of the speaking team. I'll continue to, to preside over the board and with the board to provide general oversight to QCC. I'll continue to encourage and to love the church. I'm always the founding pastor. I'm confident that Dan is the right person to take this role. I have no question about that. Actually, I'll say a little bit more. I first got to know Dan through some small pastor gatherings I called together. Um, I think I did four or five of them up in the mountains. And Dan came every time and I'd known him before, but we really got to know each other over those couple days each time. Now, Dan pastored a church in North Wilkesboro at the time, and he founded that church, Dan and Kara, and led that church for 12 years, and it's still a thriving church today. Actually, um, Mike Roberts is now... Uh, pastoring that church. I didn't even tell you this, Dan. I don't think I told anybody this. I tried to call Mike Roberts up years ago and convince him to move back to Charlotte. But for your sake, I'm glad he didn't do it. You, Mike is one of my mentors in college, yeah. spiritual mentors. This is yes. a weird little Great. full circle thing. Great guy. Side note. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of this sounds strange, like this is kind of what's been happening all along. Dan's becoming more involved, and my dad is not, it's not like he's disappearing. Uh, you're probably going to see more of him than you do already. And honestly, I truly believe that this is actually going to free him up to do the things he's more passionate about concerning Queen City Church. Mm. And we've been talking about this for years, but, you know, because... You have to think about the future. You can't just take it one day at a time. I mean, you can, but but it's it's it's. I think it's really important to have a plan, and we're always willing to to veer off the plan. But if you don't have a plan or have an idea of where you're going, it's difficult to navigate it all. So we're totally open to hearing the Spirit and being led by the Spirit. But even to be led by the Spirit, I believe you kind of need to be on the road in order to turn around or, you know. And so we've been trying to, you know, we've not really done this before. I started, we started, I mean, my dad has started a couple of churches, but I have never started a church before. And um, and none of us have ever done a succession before. And so we've been talking about this for several years. And in the beginning, as he said, he actually, we were praying about who, you know, I said, Dad, who would you want to do this? And he sent me a video of Dan preaching. I was like, well, is Dan an option? And he's like, well, no. <laughs> I was like, well, okay, cool video. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a somewhat complicated process. I think we're just 
talking about it more openly, but this is kind of what's been happening all along as we've realized that my dad needs to, he's got other things in his heart concerning the church, not things outside of the church, but we would love for him to be able to step away from some of the administration and some of the technical leadership stuff and be able to do the stuff that's more in his heart concerning the church. And we're like super excited that Dan can come in and take the wheel and sort of drive the train. So it's really not that my dad is stepping away as much as he's, I think, stepping into more of what he feels called to do, even regarding the church, if that makes sense. Well, it's more like addition than replacement. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And there is just, I think this summer, we've, like I said, we've been talking about this for a while. And then this summer with the aneurysm, it's like, well, this is happening whether we like it or not. And so we need to go ahead and make a plan. And it really was like, I want to use the word luck that Dan was here. And I'm sure he's going to share his story in the next week or two. And it was really incredible that Dan was here at this time. Because I really don't know what we would have done during the the aneurysm season. So it really does feel, I'm real hesitant to be like, the Lord did this. But it's really hard to see it any other way. Right? There's always a way to doubt. I can figure out a way to doubt. But it does really, really feel like the Lord. And we're, we're really, really excited about it. So I'm sorry. I, 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 I didn't mean to get, take on, um, to veer off your path. You want to jump back on the, okay. yeah, sorry. So I was thinking over the years, uh, you, we're a pretty peculiar crowd. You figured that out yet? And this isn't the kind of church where you could just go find somebody, drag them in here and give it to them. And it, do, and, and the wonderful thing is Dan got to spend a year as he was rebuilding his house and getting his affairs in order to plug in, to speak, to begin to meet people, to, uh, to begin to let you know, um, you know, who he is, who Kara is. Uh, they're two cute little girls, a little bit out of control, but still cute. <laughs> we appreciate wild children here at Queen City. I don't know uh, if you've noticed. The only kind we have. I yeah, think. we got... <laughs> got a lot of wild kids. Yeah, William was bringing his crew in, and he had coffee in one hand, the baby in the other, and his first child was jumping into the water puddles in her brand new shoes. So that would just give you a little taste of QCC life. So So anyway, who are we going to get? We've been thinking about that for five years. That's no joke. We've been talking through this for that long. Um, I'm sorry. I just, he said, who are we going to get? And when he has the aneurysm and he's in a situation where he absolutely cannot lead the person he originally wanted to take the church is literally sitting in the pews here at Queen City. It was just, anyway, I'm sorry. Okay. Continue. But literally. It's incredible. I think so. Yeah, I, I told Donna, uh, he's the only one I thought about. Um, he's from North Wilkesboro, but he's like one of us. We sort of have very similar experience and spiritual 
DNA. Um, I'm jumping back in my notes here. Anyway, through extreme circumstance, Dan winds up in Charlotte, (laughs) and we were able to um, welcome him into our congregation here for this last uh, better better than a year. Um, He's part of our pastoral team. He spent most of last year working long hours during the week to finish his home in Wilkesboro. It's now on the market, and we need to pray that it'll sell in a hurry. It's just a beautiful, beautiful Beautiful place. I got off my notes a little bit, but the... That's probably my fault. I'm sorry. No, I'm glad you did it. Um, Because I want people to hear from you guys, too. Um, Here's what I've learned about Dan. He's like one of us. I don't know what that means, but I just know it's true. He works hard. I'm amazed, this, what, I'm amazed at what he's done this past year uh, through what he had to do with his house and his commitment to be with us. He has a heart to serve. He's visionary. He's a strategic planner. He's a faithful husband, a good dad. His primary motivation really is to obey the Lord, not just to do church, but to obey the Lord. He enjoys people. He's easy. He's fun to be around. I think some of the, the gifts and skills he have will really make up for some that I have, but I don't have them as well. I think he's very relational. He really likes people. I, I sort of like people. <laughs> I, I mess with him. Now, you know, he's a team builder. There's just a lot about him that you'll see. But I have known it's time for me to step out of the role of senior pastor His role will be as the senior pastor, visionary leader of the church. We want Dan to lead QCC, to cast vision, to equip, and to serve. Dan's real heart, and you get to know this about him, is not to replace what we are, but to build on who we are. Um, And I think he's skilled in that, but he's going to need everybody's help. We need to see this, I mentioned this earlier, as an addition and not a replacement. I'm stepping back. I'm not stepping away. I'm going to remain an elder, a teacher, a father figure. I'll continue to be present, to encourage, to love. I'll remain chairman of the board and help um, that way, all I need to, all I should. Although I won't be leading the church, I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be loving the church. And that really is my heart, to see this be and do better than we've done in the past. And I really do believe that's, that's in the Lord's heart. Now, for the congregation. We believe this is a very positive move for the future of QCC. Mentioned before, I'm always going to be here to support and help Dan in making the transition. You've always encouraged and supported me, and I'm so very grateful. And now I'm going to ask that you do the same for Dan. Here's how you can help. This is complicated. Come to church. (laughs) Part two. Pray for QCC 
and specifically for Danny, for Dan as he moves. Nobody ever calls him Danny. Please do not do that. Into this role. Yeah, is that in your notes, Danny? No. Oh, okay. Uh, um, support Queen City Church with your finances. Um, we pulled $40,000 out of savings last year. Now, my wife just grimaced, but I don't care. Truth the truth. And we've got more, but we want to pay our way, and we want you to be aware that um, there's, this has been, we're not highly visible, but this has been a very significant congregation for a lot of people in our city for the last almost 15, 14, 15 years. And it's worth your investment. This is not your normal go to church on Sunday, although it can look like it, but it really isn't. There's way more to what goes on here in people's lives and the kind of people that, um, uh, what did I call them? The through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come club. I mean, there are people here that have been through terribly harmful, wounding, difficult, painful situations. And guess what? Here they are. Standing for the Lord. Still being healed, maybe. I know that's something in our our pre-meeting Christopher talks about all the time. We want this to be a place of spiritual, mental, and emotional healing. Anyway, Shelly's a good example. Um, Shelly wasn't much to look at when she first came. I'm teasing. He means that metaphorically, by the way. That's a terrible thing to say about a person. (laughs) Well, if it were true, it would be a terrible thing, but it's not. I'm joking. Come on, give me a break. So get involved here if you're not already and get to know Dan and Kara. So I want to invite Dan to uh, just to come on up. Yeah. Got four chairs. Cool. Thanks, ma'am. Am I supposed to talk now? Um, yeah. Um, I think in a couple of weeks we're going to kind of share some more of our story, so I'm going to spare you all that this morning. But um, I do just want to do a couple things. Kind of tell you what I think we should focus on in this next season. Um, but first, I just want to express gratitude for. Uh, first to this body for giving us a, a home, um, receiving us so well. Um, we, from day one, just felt like, like Robin said, we're, we feel like we're one of you, whatever that is. We don't know. Um, but through the help of counseling, we can figure it out. Um, but when we came, it just felt so much like what we started, the same DNA of what we started up in the foothills uh, a long time ago. And and it's just been so easy in a in a time. I, I was telling someone the other day for, gosh, I've been in full-time pastoral ministry for 15 years and a little part-time before that. And this is the first season we've ever just kind of stopped and not been leading the charge in some capacity. And to come and sit in an environment that felt like what it did and to be embraced the way that we were really means the world to us. Um, so I just want to say thank you to the church, to every one of you, because... 
the culture and the DNA that's here is uh, really priceless. It's really rare. Um, and I firmly believe we have to do everything we can to guard that because I believe it's kingdom DNA. Um, and so with that, I want to just say thanks to all these guys because um, they help lead that story for us. Uh, to embrace us, to, to bring us in, um, and just to give us space to be ourselves is, um, again, exactly what we needed. And I cannot say thank you to you guys enough. I want you to know the heart, too. One of the things Robin told me, because like Robin shared, he had uh, you know, thought about reaching out to me a, a few years back, and we were pastoring up there. And the thing Robin, the reason he didn't do it is he thought it would conflict, and he didn't want to pull me away from our church up there, he didn't want to be selfish, so to speak. So that's kind of noble. Um, but we came down um, to Charlotte anyway, and we were trying to figure out, God, what are we doing in Charlotte? We came for kind of one thing that mechanized getting us here, but we didn't really know why we were fully in Charlotte. But out of just prophetic words and even dreams and confirmations, it couldn't be more clear that we were on the right path of where we're supposed to be. We just didn't know why. And um, one of the things Robin shared was just with the board and John Mark and all these guys had gotten together and um, even even took this approach to say, hey, if Dan's the guy, great. If he's not, then we'll be a bridge to help them into whatever the next season of their life is. And I want to point that out because that is so kingdom. And when I heard that, it was one of the confirmations that said we're the same DNA because that's exactly what we would have done too. Um, and I'm just so grateful that that's the heartbeat behind the church. Um, because like Robin said, this is the Lord's church and at best we are failing stewards uh, as leaders. Um, and we simply are doing our best to serve the body in all those spaces. And that's one of the ways is carrying that kind of DNA and heart uh, that really does reflect Jesus. So I want to say thank you to, to you guys and Donna, especially where you at Donna, what a beautiful, amazing person. For those who don't know, it's really Donna who's leading everything. Um, she is the queen of the queen city. Amen. Uh, but here's, here's what I want to say. Here's, here's my focus. Before vision, strategy, all that kind of stuff, um, I really want to drive home that sense of addition, not replacement. I love the fact that Robin's still here. I really do believe these will be the best years of their life, that they'll have energy to maybe, like Robin said, not just lead the body, but really love the body in ways that bring life not just to them but to you. And that is just a priceless gift from the Lord, uh, that they're still going to be in that seat. Um, but I really want to focus on two areas, and one is I want to spend our time prioritizing just honoring the story of this church. And I love that we just get to listen to hear some of the history and this is totally cliche and kind of cheesy, but let's go there. When you break that word apart, it's his story, right? And when I hear the story of Queen City, it's completely clear that this is God just writing a story and we come along. Um, and so as we go into a new season, we just trust that this is still his story. We're all just serving it the best we can and we get to be partakers uh, in something that he writes. And he's a really good writer. Um, but I want to make sure that we can honor um, what Queen City is. I think someone said, too, that we're just here to serve. We're here to love. We're here to build upon, not replace. Um, again, I, I don't think our presence will be disruptive to the heartbeat of uh, Queen City. And that's you know, evident in the past year that we've been here. And one of the things we really prayed to the Lord about was making sure that uh, this would be addition and not disruption. 
Um, but we want to honor that, and that's one of our focuses. The other is I really want to take a season to the point of discomfort for them. I want to make sure that we as a church surround Donna and Robin um, and honor and embrace and love them for what they've poured in and given their life to uh, for the last 14 years. Uh, I do want to say this. If you've never planted a church, don't do it unless you're supposed to. Um, because you'll just never know what's in the unseen. You don't know how many times they had to stand and be firm when everything around them was shaking. You don't know how many times they had to pull people to the common and main thing, which was Jesus. You don't know how often they probably, I'm just stretching here, but probably wanted to quit, but stood firm. You don't know how many times it would have been easier just to bow out, go to a church, or just sit in the presence of the Lord, but they wanted to bring others with. Um, It is not an easy thing to do what they've done. And I speak this on behalf of the board as well. It is not an easy thing to be a pillar of the kingdom in a world that is constantly volatile and moving, especially in the church. Uh, So what they've done will never be fully recognized or seen. But I want to do our best, our best to let them know that we see as much as we can uh, in the season ahead. And so um, I do want to... um, at some point, we're going to do some some things just to honor them, maybe not on a Sunday morning, but just to celebrate their journey and surround them and give to them and share stories and testimonies. I love that Shelly shared her story this morning some because uh, I, I know for me and I'm sure for Robin, it's those stories that keep you standing when you want to sit down um, uh, because you're seeing you're seeing change. You're seeing God show up in people's lives, and that's that's what it's all about. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you, and you can hear some more of our story uh, here in a couple of weeks, but thank you so much. Got anything else, Bishop, before we pray? Well, praise the Lord. <laughs> uh, no, I, th- I think what we're going to do this morning is if you've got a communion cup, let's just take a moment. Hey, can we get a couple up here? Has anybody got some extras that you were hoarding for later? <laughs> anybody stealing the communion cups? Oh, thank you. Make sure these guys got some. Thanks. We got four. You got to drink all of them too. It takes um, a little bit for me, a little bit more. <laughs> Here's what I think would be good: is um, in moments like these and in seasons like these, the biggest thing we have to remember is none of this belongs to any of us. That we're not here for any of us. Church isn't about who's leading. It's about who the Lord is. Like I said, most church leaders are at best failing students. Um, And we're just trying to do our best to stay in sync and stay obedient to the Lord. If we're doing our job, that's pretty much it. Um, But I don't think there's probably, it might seem out of left field to do communion, communion on a morning like this. But I actually think it's the most appropriate thing we could do right now is remember why we're in the room. Remember what the church is about. Remember who ultimately is in charge and the shepherd of this whole thing. And so maybe just for a moment, if we could just close our eyes and reflect. 
that we get to be the fruit and participants in the wake of this moment when Jesus sat with his disciples and said that when his body was broken, it was for them. It was for us. And we sit here a couple thousand years later in a completely different portion of the world, but still a part of the exact same story, that the history and the story of Queen City Church is actually tethered to a story that is way deeper than a church brand or a moment in time, but it's this moment where Jesus was allowing himself to be broken so that others could be made whole. And we sit here this morning because of that. And so, Father, we just acknowledge you in this space. God, in this moment, we're we're reminded of the stories that get us here and we're encouraged by the stories that you're still writing. Father, we remember that it really is your story. And God, to build on what this church has been, a people who just want to be a part of your story, who have never tried to hijack the will and do their own thing. They've just tried to yield to you in every season and every moment. God, we stay in that position. We stay in that place of yielding to you. And so as we take this morning, God, we honor you for giving your life so that we could sit here today in the presence of it. So let's take and eat. And as we take the cup, God, I'm just reminded of this moment where Jesus, you said, this is the blood of a new covenant. Take and drink because this is the new covenant of your blood and that means something. God, it's this declaration that this church was founded all on the love of God, what God was really like, a father that we all have. God, this is what that covenant means. And we sang it this morning. It means that shame becomes glory, that you literally make something out of ingredients that shouldn't make it, but that's what you're like. And God, that is the heartbeat of this church. And God, I pray that even in the years to come, Father, that that message, that heart, and that understanding, that glimpse of who you really are and what you've always truly been like, would not just be seen in these walls, Father, but give us the grace to become a lens for the rest of this region, the city of Charlotte, our families, our careers, everyone to look and peer through the same thing, maybe in curiosity to see a Father who loves them in a way that maybe we've never understood. And so as we drink this morning, God, we're reminded of a love that doesn't discriminate but embraces. And we thank you for it. Let's drink. So, I think one of the things I requested that we do is just as a church this morning, I want to, I want us just to surround Robin and Donna and just pray over them, um, just love on them. What do you got there? I still have some body here. You got some body. We, we're supposed to take this. Yeah, yeah, it's it's okay. 
I was following Pastor Robin here. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, we did body early in the process, so you guys must have yeah. missed that step. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think let's just pray over these now guys. You see what he's happening here. Yeah, so we're going to have Robin and Donna just come up to the front here on the cushy rug. And then I'd love if, uh, if you um, are up for it, just anyone who wants to come and surround them, lay hands on them. Let's just pray into this next season for their lives and honor them for the past season they've given us. Um, and again, remembering they're going to, going to continue to give, uh, but let's honor them for what they've given. Okay, Come on, Donna, I know you love this stuff. pray for us too, but we got the microphone first. Awesome. Yeah, just surround these guys. Mm. Father, we just adore these two people. God, we honor both what has been seen and what's not been seen. God, that we don't just sit here with just common church leaders, but we sit with a mom and a dad in the kingdom of God whose main goal has always been to express and reveal who you are. Father, who continually knew what it meant to lean in and to love you. That their best model of leading they understood was to love you. And God, we know that their heart wasn't just to plant a church or be another church brand and do another church vision, but their heart was that others would know you the way that their life has been touched by you. God, I just want to thank you because to me that's the greatest level of leadership there is. I got to thank you that you took two of the greatest leaders and allowed them to steward this church, to pour into lives, and to model you. And God, we speak over their lives in Jesus' name that in the season ahead, Father, we pray for life, for energy, for reward, for ease, for health. And God, we really do ask, we commit to helping, but we really do ask that this would be the best years of their life, God. God, I pray for um, just even fresh vision, fresh dreams, fresh words, fresh passion for the season to have God, God surround them with people who are life and wind in their sails. 
God, I pray that your presence that I know they love, that they, I know they love to sit with, would be such a deep reward, even in the days ahead, God. And God, as I sit here under this weight of a very real, heavy thing, that even though we announce the newness of a season, it sometimes means the transition of an old. And that is a heavy thing to sit under, God. But I pray for peace, Father. Because as Robin said, this is all yours. This is all yours. And I also want to celebrate, God, that these guys built a church that's greater than just a leader. Because it is yours. And God, I just pray over this church that you would give us um, just the wisdom and heart to know what it means to honor them and bless them in the days ahead and the months ahead, God. Um, Whether it's words of encouragement or stories or just friendship, God, help us love them and keep loving them because they deserve to be loved, God. And we bless you, Father in massive gratitude for Robin and Donna. And we thank you that they will still be the gift that keeps giving and loving this church, pouring into our lives. And we're so grateful, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Aren't they sweet, (laughs) y'all? One of the things I felt like the Lord kept speaking to me about was to pronounce a blessing over this church. Now, I believe that means something will come of it. It's not just religious. We have the power to bless. We actually have the power to curse people in a certain way, which is a horrible thing. But I just felt like in part of the blessing I want to release has to do with um, setting Dan and Kara in a place to lead. And so, um, Father, in your great name, in the name of Christ Jesus, I pray a blessing over Queen City Church, a tangible blessing that will unfold and come and manifest among us. And we pray, Lord, for Dan and for Kara. We love them. We trust them. Um, We see that your hand's upon them. And we bless you, Dan, senior pastor of Queen City Church. Uh, I don't know where this comes from. Live long and prosper. Is that Star Trek? (laughs) But I think they got that from the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, God bless these guys. In Jesus' name, amen. And everybody said Amen. amen.
been listening to the Queen City Church Sermon of the Week. For more information on this message and other resources, visit queencity.church.